This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Tuesday the 21st of November. In your Squiz today, a job opens up at Optus. Aussies escape Gaza. The Lerman court cases roll on, and it's time to play Name That Rover. This is your Squiz Today. We've spoken about Optus several times over the past fortnight, Alice, and it is back in the news again. Yesterday, Optus CEO Kelly Bayer-Rosmarin announced that she's resigned effective immediately. And not that anyone needs reminding, but it follows a pretty shocking run for the telco, with last year's cyber attack affecting 9.7 million customers and the national outage earlier this month, which cut off communication for 10 million Australians. Yeah, I'm sure Optus wants to forget all about it, Alex. (laughs) Bayer Rosmarin said that she's had time for some personal reflection and she's decided that stepping down was in the best interests of Optus moving forward. And I'm sure it's not a massive surprise to many. There has been lots of speculation about her future with the company since that massive outage it suffered about two weeks ago. And there's also been questions about Bayer Rosmarin in particular, given the criticism over how long it took for Optus to communicate with customers on the day of the blackout. But Going back further, there was also criticism over the way Optus handled that cyber attack that you mentioned last year. Yes. So this was in September. And at the time, Bayer Rosmarin called the attack sophisticated. Now, that description attracted criticism with the cybersecurity minister, Claire O'Neill, saying that Optus had left the window open to a data breach. Looking ahead, though, Optus's interim CEO has been named as Michael Venter. He is currently the chief financial officer at the company. But Alice, that is not the only bit of movement among tech executives. Yeah, that's right. Lots happened in the tech space over the weekend. Yesterday, we mentioned Sam Altman. He was the CEO and the founder behind OpenAI, which is the company that founded ChatGPT. He was fired by the company's board on Friday, but there was massive pushback from investors on that. So yesterday, there were reports that he was in negotiations to return to the job. That hasn't eventuated, though. The latest is that those talks have broken down and Altman is permanently out of the company. And not only that, hours after the talks broke down, Microsoft hired Altman to lead an advanced research lab at their company. If you want a deeper dive on that story and the background of OpenAI, we've got a Shortcuts episode all about it out this morning. Just search for Squeeze Shortcuts in your podcast app. Over in Gaza, Alice, 31 Australians have been able to leave the Palestinian territory and seek refuge in Egypt. They are the largest single group of Aussies to be able to get out of the war zone. Yeah, and their exit brings the total number of Australians who have left Gaza to 62. Now, we don't know the exact number of how many are left, but reports from a couple of weeks ago said that 85 people had registered with Aussie officials as wanting to leave the territory. And... Speaking of Australians overseas, Alex, we've also learned that an Aussie army veteran who was fighting for Ukraine was killed last month. His name was Matthew Jepson, and reports say he was killed in a Russian artillery strike in eastern Ukraine. 
Jepson was there serving for a mercenary unit supporting Ukraine in the war. He's one of an estimated 200 Aussies who have been fighting for Ukraine against Russia. I love a good birthday party, Alice, but US (laughs) President Joe Biden has not made a fuss of his this year. He turned 81 yesterday, but he kept the celebrations low-key, and that's possibly because his age has become a big focal point in the lead-up to the US presidential election next year. Many American voters have expressed their concern that Biden is too old for the job. Yeah, and I didn't realise this, Alex, but Biden is the country's oldest ever president. Mm. When the White House was questioned about that, it insisted that he's fit to fight for a second term as president. But the recent polls aren't sitting in his favour. They have Biden trailing the likely Republican contender Donald Trump in several key swing states. And voters in those states have been citing concerns about Biden's health. Trump isn't much younger than Biden. He is 77 years old himself. But the polls show that American voters think that he is physically more ready for the top job. As for what Biden did on his big day, reports say that he kicked back with his family in Nantucket. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. We haven't heard about the court cases surrounding former political staffer Bruce Lerman for a little while now, but his defamation trial against Network 10 and Lisa Wilkinson is set to start in Sydney tomorrow. And there's also a related case making headlines, Alice. So Lisa Wilkinson is also suing Network 10. She's taking them to the Supreme Court of New South Wales and she says that the network should cough up for her $700,000 legal bill now rather than wait until the defamation case is over. But the network is pushing back against that. It says that it was unnecessary for Wilkinson to hire her own lawyers and that they haven't seen the invoices. It is very important to keep your invoices when you're trying to claim a work expense. That is rule (laughs) number one. Now, just to recap, the defamation trial that is starting on Wednesday is over Lerman's claim that Network 10 defamed him when they aired an interview with Wilkinson and Brittany Higgins back in February 2021. Alice, everybody knows that a moon rover needs a great name, and there is a good opportunity to name the first ever Aussie-made rover. It is being sent to the moon in 2026, and the Australian Space Agency is holding a public competition to name it. Yeah, and public competitions always go well, Alex, so (laughs) (laughs) that's good news. (laughs) In this case, the Space Agency got 8,200 submissions, including Bluey, Walkabout, Rover McManus, which is my personal favourite, and of course, (laughs) Rover McRoverface. They were all run up the flagpole, but the space agency has returned with a short list of four names. None of those ones made the cut. The four that did include Mateship and Rover, which is a shout out, of course, to kangaroos. (laughs) (laughs) The two other name options were words from Indigenous languages, Kulamon and Kakira. Kulamon refers to a multi-purpose tool, while Kakira means moon. 
Alice, before we finish up, a little while ago, a heap of listeners completed a survey for us about news and how you're feeling about the world. The results of that survey have made up our second annual Women and News Report. Yeah, so we know that plenty of blokes listen to our podcast, but our audience is predominantly female. So this is about finding out what makes squizzes tick. And it also helps us understand how you're feeling about the news overall. It's well worth a look, and especially if you've ever considered advertising with us. So I'll pop a link in your episode notes to that. And the findings will also be up on our social media channels this week. So so if you don't already, follow us on Instagram or Facebook so you don't miss it. And that is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.